Charlia. Welcome to Good Luck Charlie. Just like you, I'm on the journey of self-discovery and am daily trying to learn what it means to find balance, create lifelong friendships, chase my dreams and invest in my future. So here's what I'm learning and loving on this crazy path of life. I'm so glad you decided to join me. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Good Luck Charlie podcast. Like I say, basically every week, I am really excited for this episode, but I genuinely am really excited for every episode. I don't know. I always feel like a broken record, but I'm telling the truth, so just got to believe me. Um, But I'm interviewing a real estate agent this week, which I am really, really keen for because... I don't know, real estate agents are really important, but we never really talk about them. And I think that it's a pretty unconventional way to get into real estate. So it'll be very interesting to hear about uh, my family friend's experience, Kanda, in real estate. She has been in real estate for an incredibly long time. So definitely someone with a lot of experience who will be amazing to chat to. So I hope you are just as excited as I am. If you are interested in real estate, this is obviously the perfect episode for you. If you are not interested in real estate, this is a great way to gain a little bit more appreciation for the jobs of people all around you. Or maybe if you're interested in buying or selling your house or something like that, it's a good way to connect with someone. But regardless, you should send it to someone that you do know who is interested because I'm sure they would find it super helpful to hear a little bit about the career and the field that they might be interested in heading into. So without further ado, we'll jump right into the episode and thank you so, so much once again to Kanda. Hi, Talia. Hi, Kanda. Lovely to hear from you. So I've always been really interested in real estate and I say this about a lot of jobs, but this one, it's extra true because I feel like it's so special to be able to celebrate the big wins with people and to be able to go through life with them in a really exciting time, moving into their first home or selling their first home. I feel like that's just such an exciting moment to be able to facilitate that for someone else. But before we dive into the ins and outs of the job and your personal highlights or struggles with it, I ask every guest because I think it's really useful to know how you got from high school to where you are today. So what was your journey into real estate and what has been kind of your career life path since high school? Huge question. (laughs) Go for it. Okay. Yeah. Charlie, yes, that is a big question because um, for me, real estate was actually um, a second career. Uh So when I left high school, I worked in retail for a little while. Mm. Um, I then went to university um, and I didn't finish. I started a nursing degree and a teaching degree. I I did not finish either one of them. Um, And while I was doing nursing, I um, was actually working as a nurse's aide. And then I actually got into um, selling um, hospital equipment. So that's what I did. Um, And I sold pharmaceuticals as well. So that's what I did before I had children, before I got married and had children. And I started real estate um, when um, my children, Stephen, Emma and Katie, were all in primary school. So I um, was living in the United States at the time Mm -hmm. and um, I wanted to do something and I loved real estate. I loved looking at houses. I thought, oh, my God, this is just so exciting and I would love to be able to sell them. And so I got a job part-time as a PA to a top-performing real estate agent in um, southern New Jersey. Uh 
Um, and so that's how I started. Um, so I worked with her for a couple of years and I thought to myself, oh my goodness, I could do this for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we moved to Brisbane. So I actually um, started my first real estate job in Australia, in Brisbane, um, with Harcourts. Um, And I was basically selling real estate in the Gap um, and Ashgrove and loved it. So that's kind of how I um, went from high school and into real estate. So, and that's quite a common story for um, a number of agents. It's not necessarily their first career, but can be a second or a third career. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really interesting. And I guess I have two questions off of that. First one is for someone who does intentionally want to go into real estate, it's not something that there's a degree for or anything. So how do they kind of, if they are interested, how do they get their start in real estate? Okay, that's a really good question, Charlie. Um, So the best thing that they can possibly do is to see if they can get, well, first of all, you have to get your um, real estate salesperson's certification. Mm -hmm. So you do that first. And then um, what you would look for is a position um, assisting um, a real estate agent. So a job as a PA or an admin or even doing um, reception, um, okay. you know, for a real estate company because that gets you an introduction into yeah. real estate because there's so much to learn. The best and fastest way is to work for somebody. Mm. That makes sense. So how do you get your real estate person sales association certificate and how many years is that? And how do you, I've never heard of that. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a registration. So yeah. it's a quick course. Okay. It doesn't take long to do. Um, you can nut it all out in about a week um so that's and you can do it there's many various places that you can go you can go to the reiq or you can do um a number of online um versions Mm -hmm. i um just did a quick one so it just took me me a week to do so there's a number of opportunity you know options that you've you've got available that's really interesting it seems like almost one of the easiest careers to just enter into because there's no other career that you only need a week degree. And I know, I'm sure you learn so much more once you get started and it's not that simple, but. It's, it, you're right. It's not yeah. that simple. That's just the, the, really the covering the legal requirement that you okay. need to have so that you can have that certification. Yeah. Um, and basically you have a police check and it's just a, your license. Yes, okay. um, the best way to do it, look, a lot of people, younger people that have gotten into real estate, you can do, um, go to university and do a property economics degree. Right. Um, so that has become a really popular um, option, you know, recently, but it's not something that you have to do. Yeah. So actually, um, so I've worked for some of the top performing real estate agents in Brisbane. So mm-hmm. I've worked with um, Alex Jordan, who's currently yes. the number one agent in Queensland. Wow. And he doesn't have any qualification above a high school um, degree, a uh, high yeah. school diploma. Oh. That is crazy. So do you think, what are the benefits to doing that degree at university as opposed to just working under someone and learning on the go? Look, um, so property economics, it does give you all the facets of of working in the property industry. So if you ever aspire to be um, a property developer um, Mm -hmm. or work in the valuation space or something like that, it does give you um, a really 
broad um, view of the industry and it also focuses on the um, the economics side of it. Yeah. So do you think, do you notice that people who have done that degree come in way more prepared and capable than others who haven't or within a few months are they really all pretty similar? Look, it, it's really all pretty similar. Um, I mean, to be a good agent, I mean, yes, it's good to have that that background. Um, but take someone like Alex Jordan, for mm. example. He's just, I mean, it took him a long time to get to where he's gotten. So he's only been really successful in real estate um, in the last, like, maybe eight years. Yeah. Um, but he's been in real estate for 20. Yeah. So, yes, it does take a long time to get there. Um, But look, what makes people successful at real estate? There's really no, um, there's no, there's really no fast jump ahead. It's Mm -hmm. more about how you are as a person and how you interact with people um, because it really, really is a a people business. Mm -hmm. And if you have those skills, um, you can really fast track very, very quickly. Because the more personable you are, um, the more business that you're going to do, particularly if you're working in that residential sales space. Yeah, which of course makes sense. It definitely makes sense. And so on that note, what would you say is the most important quality for someone in real estate to have? To be honest, um, just to be a really good human being. Yeah. (laughs) I know that sounds very, very simple, (laughs) but just – and, you know – the normal things that you expect, you know, trust and honesty and yes. you care about people, um, you know, you're transparent, you know, just basic human qualities. And mm-hmm. if you're a good person and a good human being, you can flourish in, in real estate. Yeah. It is quite interesting that you say that, though, because I feel that people could have a perception of real estate agents as people who are in it to make some fast money sometimes or you always see them with their very nice cars and things like that. Do you think that is true in some cases or in a lot of ways that's more of an image than the reality or I don't know, touch on maybe that misconception? Yeah, look, I, I think it is a misconception. I mean, a lot of real estate agents that you see with flashy cars, they can't really afford to drive what they're driving because it yeah. does take a long time to get that momentum going. Um and there are some people that get into real estate thinking it's a, it's fast money. Uh, it's the the honest answer is is it's not um, because you're developing relationships with people over time. Mm-hmm. Um, and you ask any successful real estate agent, it does take years, a number of years, to get to you know any kind of level where you're making you know um, a very very good income. It takes a long time. No, that makes a lot of sense. And so jumping back to what you were saying a little bit ago, how a lot of people who end up in real estate, it's their second or third career option. What what benefits do you think that possesses? Is it, do people come in with completely different skill sets? Like you did nursing and teaching, so you obviously would have had a few different skills to someone who had done business before or anything like that. Do you notice the people who come in with different skills? Yeah, look, um, anyone, I mean, obviously, you know, believe it or not, hairdressers do really, really well in real estate, which is very, very interesting. Yeah. Um, and partly because they ha- actually have um, a ready-made database yeah. of people that they know um, because selling, particularly selling residential real estate, it's, selling, it's getting people to know, like and trust you. 
So if you've already established those relationships in a previous career, then it's sometimes a little bit easier to get that start. Um, Mm. That's why I would always recommend working um, for someone, um, for a real estate agent, if you want to do the residential market first, because you'll learn from them and they'll teach you. Um, And then they'll also encourage you to build your own um, little database um, because they'll get you to work with their buyers and things like that. Um, And so... That's usually how people get a good start by working with um, a real estate agent as a junior and then eventually you can go out on your own and be, you know, the lead agent. Yeah. It's almost like an apprenticeship in a way, learning under someone and for those few years to gain your skill set and then going off on your own. I really feel like that's a very clever and rewarding way to learn and grow your skills in any field. Yeah. Yes, yes. And and that essentially, that's that's the trick. So if you want to get into real estate, it's finding that right person or that right company um, to work for. Yeah. So, um, and if anyone out there is interested in a career in real estate, please get in touch with me um, because I'd be more than happy to point them in the right direction. Yeah, perfect. Thank you for that. Um, and so have you, that's the other thing, have you trained up many people and had many people come under your wings over the past few years? Um, no, I I haven't. Um, I generally have worked with other real estate agents, so I've been mentored. Um, so, uh, and I guess when, so the, when COVID happened, um, so, uh, March, 2020, um, another lady that I was working with, Vicky Davis, she and I actually decided to go out on our own. So we actually formed our own real estate um, agency. Wow. Um, Yes. So that was um, just over, yeah, a year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. And so can you talk us through that whole crazy process? Was it a really good time to start or a really hectic time? No, no, it was a terrible, terrible time to start. Um, And, um, you know, in in real estate, in a lot of industries, they make you, employers make you sign a non-compete. And Mm -hmm. I had a signed non-compete. So I actually couldn't, even though I had a database and I had, you know, listings that I could have taken, I actually couldn't couldn't work for the first six months um, wow. because I had this non-compete. Yeah. So it was a bit of a disaster. Um, <laughs> but look, you know, things happen for a reason. Yeah. And um, by starting our own company, we haven't actually done that many um, residential transactions. What we've actually fallen into is more the development space. Yeah. So during this period of time, we've actually been doing what we call site acquisitions for developers. Mm -hmm. So um, because development is going crazy at the moment in Brisbane and at the Gold Coast and Sunshine Coast. So lots of new apartment buildings and stuff are going up. So that's kind of where we have fallen into into our niche. So we work with um, a lot of different developers over Brisbane and we look for their development sites. Then we help them acquire them so we get paid on that side of things and then we work with the developer through the project and then we get to sell the end product as well cool okay wow a huge process and are you enjoying that more or less than the other side or is it almost incomparable 
Um, look, they're incomparable. They're, yeah. they're two completely different ways of, um, of doing real estate. Look, the selling the end project is it's like selling residential yeah. um, houses. It's, it's helping people find their home, their mm-hmm. right apartment or whatever project you're selling. Um, and then because we have a background in residential sales, we can then help that person um, sell their existing property. So, yeah. so we're what you call a true full service um, boutique agency. Okay. So, our my, and my kind of philosophy, what I like to do in real estate, is look after my clients um, right from the beginning, throughout all their property journey. So, whether they're a first time buyer or and they're buying their their first apartment or their first house. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, right up and, until they decide they want to retire and downsize. So that's yeah. kind of what I do. And we have focus on every aspect of real estate. So from residential sales to property management um, to property development, acquisitions and projects. Crazy. It is crazy. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. So that's there's just a lot of opportunity to help people. So that's what we're mm-hmm. about. And I love that. And I mean, it's what I said at the start, you get to be a part of people in the big moments and the exciting moments. You can especially imagine it's special when you do get to take them right from their first apartment to downsizing when they're older, because you really are walking beside them in a lot of the turning points in life, which is pretty special. Yes. And that's what makes real estate um, exciting. That's why I do it. That's why I love it. Um, Because it's about the client. It's about... um, it's about the person and their journey through property. Mm. Um, and to be able to share that with someone, that's what it makes it worthwhile and that's what's so re- rewarding. That's what I love. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, you answered my question then. I was going to say, what do you find most rewarding about your job? And you answered it. So that's pretty, pretty cool. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Love it. So I think a lot of people, when they hear about a real estate agent, they think of the open houses and the auctions but I'm sure there are so many more behind the scene things that don't get talked about as often. So could you talk us through some of the back back end of the process, the parts that people don't see, the parts that people don't realize exist on the everyday? Yeah, absolutely. So before a property goes to market, there is a humongous amount of work um, that goes on um, behind the scenes that is not all glamorous. Um, A lot of it is, you know, roll up your sleeves and get very, very dirty. So, um, so for example, in on the residential side of things, so um, I'll just give you kind of a a bit of a timeline um, as into what that looks like before, you know, um, you have buyers coming through your home and and looking at it. So, so we have our initial meeting and we sit down and, and we meet. But before we've done that, we've like, been out prospecting and dropping Mm. things in people's letterboxes and talking to people that we know and and so there's all that side of things before you even get in front of someone so you've got to find the business then you (laughs) then you get invited into the door and then you've got to pitch for your business Mm. so you've got to um you know demonstrate to the the potential client that yes you can um service them and get them the results that they're looking for and then you take them through all the stages of, of how you prepare your house for sale so so we work a little bit differently in the fact that we actually offer something called um, concierge services so what that means is all the steps that you need to prepare your house so you need to might need to paint 
um, you might need to get rid of a whole bunch of items. You need to get wow. a gardener in to prepare yeah. the garden. Um, you might have to put stuff in storage. What we do is we work with that client and we help them do all those things and we Crazy. put them in touch with all the right people and sometimes we come along and we help them and we do it ourselves so wow. I've had little old ladies that didn't have much money but needed to prepare a house for sale and I'd literally go in there we'd hire a skip bin <laughs> and I'd help them pack things in boxes and throw things wow. out yeah and do all those kinds of things so there's all that 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 behind the scenes um stuff that we do um and then you know ultimately what we like to do is because to sell a property and to get the best result for our client it means we want that client to have as much money as they possibly can at the yes. end of the transaction in their pocket so we get in um a property stylist so we organize that as well so then the property is is staged so all these things are done um and it can, can take anywhere from a couple of weeks to three or four months wow. to get a property ready for sale, depending on what needs doing. Yeah. Um, currently, we're working with a client in Wynnum um, and he's got numerous projects that he has to get finished before he's ready to put on the market. So we've already been to the house and spent probably about three hours there and we've listed all the things that needs wow. needs doing. Now he's going to go ahead and do them all um, and then we'll go back again and, and we'll reassess and then we'll organise the stylist to come in and then we'll do, you know, all the marketing, the photo shoot, all that kind of thing. So there's hours and hours and hours of work involved before yes. you even get to the market. Wow, wow, wow. So on, on average, it's probably about 20 or 30 hours of work before you have your first open home. Mm-hmm. And yeah, people definitely would not know that. And one no. thing, um, what I was curious about is how does that, does that differ to a big business? If you were in a big business, would someone be assigned to finding the prospects and someone else assigned to assessing the house and things like that? Or in a big business, does each individual carry a property through from start to finish? Look, it, it depends on, yeah, okay. on the business model and it depends on the agency and the agent. Um, generally speaking, a lot of agents are pretty hands-on. Really, if you're really successful and you're really busy and, you know, that's not part of your business model, then you will hire someone. You have a team. Yeah. So say, for example, someone like Alex Jordan, he has um, three agents, I think, at the moment working with him. Mm -hmm. um, so someone will focus on buyers, someone will focus on a different area, um, and he has an assistant or whatever that will help him organise everything. He won't actually do any of that. Yeah. He will basically go to the listing presentation, get the business, um, and he'll organise his team to do all the running around and all the, that prep work that we discussed. Yeah, wow. um, and then he shows up at the open home and he will do um, all the um, negotiations um, because he would run, you know, any time, any one time he probably has a minimum of, um, you know, eight to ten listings on the go. Wow. So then you'd have a, a big team. Our approach is a little bit different because we operate a little bit differently. At the moment, we're very um, like uh, like to be very hands on. So I don't want to pass off any of those things to a junior. I like yeah. to do them all myself. 
Yeah. Um, that's just me. Um, at the moment, I've got time that I can do that. Yeah. Um, when it comes to a time um, where I don't, I would have a junior person not do the important things, but some of the, just the, the things that are, you know, that need yeah. work, um, the very, very basics. Um, but still, like, for example, when you photograph a property, I always like to go to the property with the photographer. The photographer and I decide on the shots mm-hmm. and I look down the lens of every single photo to make sure that it's absolutely perfect. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so it just depends. Yeah. And I can definitely see the pros and cons to each, but I do think, I know in myself personally, I would probably prefer the more hands-on perspective of being able to see it from start to finish and that being very bookended and feeling very rewarding, I can imagine. It, it is. It is. I, I still really like doing the resi space just mm. because it is so re- rewarding. When you go in there and you have that initial consultation and you're holding your client's hand every yeah. step of the way, that's what makes it, does make it really, really rewarding. And, you know, you don't like to relinquish, you know, too much of that um, because you do develop a really good relationship and a bond with these people and a lot of times um, a lot of my clients end up becoming friends yeah that's cool very special because you are with them through some of the biggest parts of their life and what can often be quite a challenging or stressful time and to have someone that you trust and throughout that process you can understand why you would become close it's pretty cool yeah yeah I mean I have one client in particular that stands out and I've actually sold three properties um for them um and they've been different properties um at at different times Mm. um and twice they were actually overseas so we had to do everything by email and everything else and we had to have zoom meetings and things like that um but you know and each time the property was in a different area, one was in the Gap, one was in Ashgrove, and the last one was all the way at Sandstone Point. So, um, yeah, it is kind of crazy, but that's where when you have a special connection with, with your client yeah. um, and they trust you um, and they do everything that you ask them, ask of them, mm-hmm. you have that really, really good rapport. That's what's really, really rewarding because at the end – at the end and the end result has always been in those three property sales. We've got record prices every single time. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. Very cool. And so we have talked about a lot of the positives and you're definitely selling it to me and I'm sure to others as an amazing (laughs) career option. So I'm going to challenge you, rack your brain. Just what are some of the challenges or the parts where you're like, oh, that was a rough day. Don't want to have to do that again. Yeah, okay. So I'm a very, you know, upfront, forthright, honest kind of person and sort of what you see is what you get. Um, And I've never been around the bush and I never um, exaggerate and I've never lied to a client. And the issue is in real estate is that you will get agents that will boldfacedly lie to their clients. Um, And I've had days where I've like gone in and done a listing presentation knowing full well the property won't sell for any more. I'll give you just an example of 550,000. Then the other agent comes in and goes, no, I'll get you 600,000 easy. Yeah. And then I've lost that business, but I've been the one that's given a very honest assessment of the whole situation. And so that can be very, very deflating. Mm. So 
in real estate, you and that happens a lot. I mean, not just those kinds of scenarios, but there are a lot of no's before you get to yeses. Yeah. So in real estate, you have to have a very thick skin and you have to do a lot of work on yourself So okay. in order to handle um, that negativity. So you do a lot of um, self-care, a lot of meditation, you eat right, you get exercise, all those, all those things. Yes. We need to do them to do this job. Yeah, it makes sense. And I guess also if it's a very physical job too, you need that physical health and the stamina. Yeah. Yeah. And very sociable, yeah. giving to everyone and talking and having those discussions. And then sadly, we lost some audio due to a very loud mower in the background. But just to pick up where this next little segment takes off, basically all you missed was me asking, Handa, what does a typical day look like for you? And we'll jump into her answer now. Then I'll go and do um, some, I'll either do some meditation or I'll be working on some kind of personal development. At the moment, I'm doing um, I'm doing a little course, um, Rise and Conquer with um, Georgie Stevenson. So it's a six-week um, cool. personal development course. So I do some of that every day. Yeah. Um, and so I get myself in the right frame of mind. And that can take anywhere from an hour to three hours, depending mm. on how I'm feeling. Yeah. Um, and then I will get in and I will check my email and my voicemails and my messages. And I would have planned out my day the day before. So I'll know all the people that I have to call. Mm-hmm. Um, my business partner and I will have a meeting and we'll look at all the different things that we've got on. Um at the moment, it's all site acquisitions, so we'll, we'll look at each site and see where we're, where we're at um, as far as getting paperwork and things like that done. Yeah. Um, so it is, at the moment, it's a lot of paperwork um, and it's, it is calling and it's following up. But at the moment, I think we've got one site that has um, 34 um, individual units um, and 27 different lot owners that we're dealing with. And another site has um, 88 um, lots that we're selling um, and 77 owners. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of follow-up and paperwork and things like that. And that's not even getting into the selling part. That's just, you know, getting everything set to go. Um, So there's all this ongoing maintenance. So I'll do a lot of that. Um, I'll, I'll usually call my my uh, top 10 people that I need to call first thing in the morning, so somewhere between uh, 10 a.m. and lunchtime. Um, And then the afternoon is usually saved for any appointments that I have to go and do. Um, And then it's just more um, paperwork, follow-up, if we have to design an information memorandum or something like that. Um, And that, yeah, that's pretty much um, a day. I sort of try to finish my day around 5.30 and I'll have um, dinner with my family if they're around. Um, And then sometimes I might have some calls to make in the evening. Um, So sometimes my day doesn't finish until 9 or 10 o'clock at night. Mm, Wow. Do you feel, though, that it is fairly easy to switch on and switch off or is it kind of one of those jobs that's always coming with you? Look, it's, it is always coming with you. You just have to set some boundaries and yeah. manage it. 
Um, so I have some periods um, during the day, like that I will um, not uh, not take calls. That I'll focus on the tasks that I need to get done. Um, mm-hmm. And if I feel like I need it, I'll also structure in some downtime. The la- nice thing about real estate, and particularly when I had younger children, was mm-hmm. that I used to just fit it in with my kids' schedule. So yeah. it is possible to do that. Um, at the moment, obviously, it's really, really hectic and really, really busy yeah. because I've started my own company. Yeah. And there is so many different facets. It's not just real estate. It's setting up a company and mm-hmm. there's a whole bunch of other stuff that you have to do. So the days are really long and really involved and busy. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, but you, because you work for yourself, you set your – you work as much as you feel comfortable working. But mm-hmm. the – the one piece of advice I can give is you've got to fit in the self-care. So yeah. you've got to make yourself a priority. Love it. And I can see that in your girls as well. Like Emma and Katie are amazing at that or learning to make it a priority. And that's always inspired me and encouraged me. So I, I see where they get that from now. It's a pretty special lesson to have and a lot harder to do than to say, but definitely good to work on. Yeah, it is. It is. And I think um, everyone, I think you always need to remember is, and I tend to be a bit of a perfectionist, which is not a good trait to have, (laughs) that if you just remember that sometimes when you're going through and doing tasks, it doesn't have to be perfect. Let's just get this done and get it ticked off the list. So that's one piece of advice that I can give um, give people, particularly in this business, because there's a lot to do. Well, you basically answered my next question, but I'll ask it anyway in case there's something else you want to add. I was just going to say, what advice would you give someone that's entering into real estate that you wish you knew at the start? Oh, my goodness. Um, (laughs) To be really organized. Yeah. Yeah, you really do. And I'm not. I'm not naturally an organised oh, person. I've had to become very, very organised. Yeah. Um, so yes, to be organised, um, and also to seek out um, that mentor early on. Mm-hmm. So um, and to the best way to learn in real estate is to learn from someone that's senior to you that's been doing it a long time. Yeah. But it's not always easy to find those kinds of um, positions. So if I had to do it all over again, um, I would have actually stayed in a junior role longer than I did. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yes, because it took me a long time to learn to what I know. I've been in real estate for 13 years, yeah. um, both in America and here. Mm-hmm. And I feel like only now in the last year I've come into my own. And that's is really interesting. Do you think you were almost too ambitious? So tried before you were ready, went off on your own before you were I ready? Think so. or, yeah. I think so. Yes. Um, look, um, I did. Um, I should have stayed working um, with another agent a bit longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but, you know, look, if I was to do it all again, that's what I would have done. And I would have necessar- I would have picked probably a different agent to work with. It's like who, yeah. you, who you get a job with really is, is key. It's the most important thing. So I guess that's why I've suggested, look, if anyone really do, is seriously looking at, at real estate, please talk to me and I'll make sure that um, you find the right opportunity. Amazing. So because there, there are some people out there that may, may be fantastic real estate agents, but they won't teach you anything. Yeah, yeah. 
So I'll say if anyone does want to get in contact with Kanda, well, do you want me to put your number in the description? Yeah. It's only really applicable to people in Queensland, Brisbane area. But it's super helpful. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that's really yes. Good. and I'm more than happy to give anybody um, some advice. Love it. So, Thank you. Uh, well, we're to that point of the episode where I just open it up to you. If there's anything else you wanted to share or feel like we haven't covered, this is the chance to bring it up. <laughs> uh, um, I guess the only thing I could probably add mm-hmm. is, is that real estate is a profession that you have to absolutely love. You have to love what you do. You have to love working with people. Um, and you have to be prepared to accept the good, the bad, and the ugly. And there's a lot of the bad and the ugly. <laughs> and if you can get past that, then absolutely it, it is fantastic. Um, but I think in general, the, the low, there are more lows than there are highs. And mm. so if you can be a person that can manage um, those lows, then yes, it is an incredibly rewarding business and also can be um, incredibly um, fruitful from a, um, you know, a earning standpoint. Yes, yes. I feel like that is an amazing advice to conclude with. And I, the only last question that I ask every guest is if you could go back to your 15-year-old self and give them one piece of advice, what would it be? Again, a huge question. Oh, my, my 15-year-old yeah. self. Oh, my goodness. I was a mess at 15. <laughs> uh, my 15-year-old self. Okay. Um, pick something that you – pick something and stick with it. Yeah. So it's like sometimes when you're 15, you have no idea what you want to do. Um, you don't know whether you want to work, whether you want to go to uni or whatever. Mm. And it doesn't matter if you're not 100% sure. Just pick one thing and stick with it and give it a go. So if you're planning to go to university and you're not sure about your degree and that kind of thing, just, just give it a shot. You know, maybe do something that's that's general. I mean, I wish I had finished my nursing degree. So I wish I'd actually stuck it out. So if I was to talk to my 15-year-old self again, you know, you wanted to be a nurse, just do it and stick with it and get your degree. Love it. Simple and to the point. Yeah. And I basically, the advice I've given my children, Mm. I have advised none of them to ever sell real estate or ever sell anything. (laughs) Um, Hence, um, we have a lawyer, um, a nurse, midwife, and a teacher yes. so so yes so that would be my advice to my 15 year old self only because real estate and, and any kind of sales it's a really really hard slog mm. um and it's not suitable for everybody yeah. but that, if you're prepared yeah. to work hard absolutely yeah. you know it can be very very rewarding That's cool. it is an interesting thing though to see Sometimes you'll have two parents that are teachers and all of the kids either end up being teachers or something completely different. And so it's like what you were saying, none of them went into it and partially because you warned them, but it is it is, does often give a good indicator of whether that profession is hard or not because the kids often see the worst side of it as well. 
They do, they yeah. do. And um, if you ask any of my children, they hate anything to do with, with property. <laughs> and they only want to know about it when it's time for them to buy something. And that's fine. Yes. That's yeah. absolutely fine. Um, I think what um, young people do need to understand, particularly in any kind of sales role, um, it is incredibly highly stressful. Mm. Um, and you have to have the the wherewithal to be able to manage that yeah. um, and that's not for everybody so you really have to consider that I think when you're looking at um, you know any kind of um, you know professional sales role and I, as I've said I've done pretty much it all I've worked from retail I've done um, pharmaceuticals I've yeah. sold hospital equipment you know and so is my my husband um, so it's you just have to have a special kind of personality to be able to do it. Yeah. Um, so I just think, ask people to really, really think hard um, and be prepared to, to give it a go and you'll have to work more than anyone else and more than your friends. Mm. So be prepared to put in a 60-hour yes. work week. <laughs> wow, yeah. Well, thank you for sharing this. I feel that you gave a very accurate representation of both the pros and cons that come along with the job in real estate which I think is super helpful to anyone considering it or just interested in what goes on behind the scenes so thank you for sharing all of this and for your time definitely know I'm walking away a little bit smarter more knowledge of the industry which is helpful so thank you for sharing all of that oh no you're very very welcome and that is the end of that amazing conversation with Kanda. She finished it by saying, I'm sorry if I was too negative at the end, but I just want people to know that it is a hard career. You do have to work really hard to reap the benefits, but I definitely don't think she was too negative. I love when guests can show a very realistic and balanced view of what a career is actually like, because that's what we need if we're thinking of going into that career. We want a balanced, neutral perspective and something that someone that shows both the pros and cons, but is still passionate and on fire for that career. So that was perfect. Thank you, Kanda, for sharing all of that. I hope you all enjoyed and got something useful out of it. If you were interested in a career in real estate, I'm convinced that it helped answer some of your questions. Um, maybe it confirmed some of your fears or maybe it gave you something to think about and some ways to prepare yourself mentally for the career as well as just learning different skills. So that was definitely very helpful. And I will remind you again, Candace's number will be in the information box, the description box underneath. So if you are interested or want to learn a little bit more or talk about different opportunities for work experience or to come in and shadow for a day or just have a chat and ask some more specific questions, you should definitely give her a ring or send her a message. I'm sure she would love that, love to be able to help. And that's a really, really tangible way for you to gain a little bit more information as well and take some next steps towards your future career option. So I, I hope you do that if you're interested. Just takes five seconds of bravery to write someone's number down and message them. I really, really encourage you to do that. There is nothing to be lost, but only some things to be gained. So encourage you very much so to do that but anyway I hope you enjoyed this episode I certainly did I certainly learned more about the details and the huge process behind selling a house it's not just auctions and 
sticking a sales sign or a sold sign up on the um, poster. So it's a lot more to it than what I've realized. And I'm sure you felt the same way. So I really hope you learned something. I hope you enjoyed and I hope you have a fabulous week. And with that, follow along at goodluck underscore Charlie pod. You can message in what other guests you would like to see. Share this episode with someone you know who might be interested in real estate. Otherwise, yes, I hope you have a great week and good luck, Charlie. Bye, you guys. Good luck, Charlie.